Um, good evening, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And, uh, and today we are going to be doing a movie that I have never seen before and was requested by Logan Abbey. Uh, he he speaks so highly of this and I feel terrible because this was like one that I did during the day and I was like at work in between doing pickups and drop offs orders for everybody. And so I don't know that I have never seen this movie before. Hell is wrong with you. I actually, what the hell is wrong with your friend? Yeah, I know. And, uh, it's so this, Oh, the movie is American Gothic. Um, the 1987 American Gothic. And it is, phenomenal this yeah. movie is so much better than i expected it to be this was not the movie i thought it was going to be by <laughs> a long stretch i assume this was direct-to-video just because of the the treatment that it, it no it didn't go theater okay that I, makes I, more sense now i only that know this a because of a lot more sense. i only know this because i found an old uh, new york times movie review for it online okay they didn't because, like it too much because <laughs> this is like a legit movie like yeah this this feels like a film, but yeah, it, and also it's weird because this is a movie that I think if you described it to me, I think I would say, oh, this is a movie I'm going to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it kind of falls more into the Chainsaw Massacre world, which again, you and I are both kind of on the same page with this, that Massacre wow. is a little too nasty and it's a little too, it's a little too far down the road of just like screaming and not fun. And part, two is part two or get the fuck out. <laughs> part two for me as well. I'm a huge fan of part two. Um, I love I love the first movie for what it is as a film and as a, an amazing work of art. But it's not one that I go back to and watch. I just find it unpleasant to watch because it is so effective. Yeah. And this movie, in a lot of ways, is so effective that it's unpleasant in places, especially the beginning before it starts going kind of goofy with with all the characters before they're even introduced a lot of the the horror aspects of this movie are actually actually like real horrific. life horrors yeah yeah like it really feels when she takes that fucking tumble that is for Ooh. real yeah. that thing is like that is one of the best falls i've ever seen both of them the the two parts when she hits the ground and then Me when too. she hits the water both yeah, of those two things yeah Oh, seriously. Absolutely. Her first her first fall when she hits her head on the, like, on the rock, I <laughs> literally gasped out loud in the store, like just sitting there. I was like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, I could feel that. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. I did the same thing watching it, too. Even though I've seen it before, I just kind of forgot about that. It happened, and I was like, <gasps> I, made it, I made it audible. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And, uh, and, I mean, I love Yvonne DiCarlo. I love her... You know, I love her as a young person. I love her as an adult person, and I love her as an old lady. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy all of her like B movie roles when she yeah. got into her spinsterhood. She was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just a fucking delight in anything she's in. Obviously, um, yeah. Like all of all of these people are fun. I mean, seeing Michael J. Pollard in a movie was a delight <laughs> too. I'm always stoked to see him in things. You know, <laughs> him, him and Fanny are my favorites. I love, yeah. I love, I love Woody and Fanny. Oh yeah. man. Teddy's Michael great. The whole family's great. The whole family's great. Like, oh, uh, yeah. that's, that's another part of this movie where like every fam, every person works like that whole family is just Absolutely. so fucking weird. Yep. They are super weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it was a weirdos, weirdos, <laughs> we're a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, man. oh my god. Yeah, so good. I have I have so little like fun fact on this movie though, unfortunately, because I did absolutely no research, and so I know that Logan is probably going to listen to this and like punch his fucking radio. <laughs> why? Why aren't you talking about this? And I'm sorry. I know I'm I am woefully uh, unprepared, but uh, I couldn't. But I we couldn't actually. Gonna... Not that I looked that hard, but I couldn't find that much fun fact info about this. Well, you know, um, I don't know. I, I don't think... know if the Blu-ray has a bunch of commentaries and all that kind of stuff. I didn't have access to. I just watched my my tape and and it watched it on YouTube. Well, I will say that you know, we might be able to get some fun facts if we can do a follow up to this. Considering you seem to be friends with one of the fucking main actresses. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah, fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, Lynn found me on uh, Instagram. She just I I I just started following her after that. Uh, all of a sudden, I just got that comment being like, oh, hey, this is that movie I was in with Ron Steiger. Uh, he taught me everything I know about acting. And I was like, who? I mean, I, I, I straight up had to look up IMDb. I was like, wait, wait, wait. who are you? <laughs> oh, I thought you had to look up Rod Steiger. I was going to go, no, no, what no, no, the no. fuck is wrong with you? And that is fascinating, too, because she is not, she's no slouch either. No, not at uh, all. I was like, oh. I just wasn't, I like... just wasn't, sure, I wasn't sure who she was, what character she played until I had to, I had to look it up. Listen, this is going to sound like a terrible insult, but it seems like every time I looked, I could not remember which character was which because they're both blonde and they're both always shot from a distance. And I was also looking at a really kind of shitty print on YouTube, so that didn't help either. So I'm probably going to screw up names as we're talking about this. What video on YouTube are you watching? There's a clear as day Blu-ray rip of that on there it might be that one <laughs> it looks fine to me then again i'm used to watch my tapes so i don't know why did i why did i select the second option instead of the first one uh, maybe that was the problem yeah. <laughs> uh oh yeah okay so yeah let's just talk about it let's go through let's Alrighty. let's do the the regular treatment um, okay so <laughs> so what we get is uh we get this classic the lady leaving the psych ward kind of uh, like voiceover of the the husband talking to a psychiatrist while she's packing her belongings and you get this very like oh is she going to be okay well we don't cured yeah (laughs) (laughs) we don't use the term cured anymore (laughs) it's like okay cool uh and so she is so not cured (laughs) she (laughs) she's extra not cured by the end of this film um so she's she's leaving the psycho ward. We find out later that the reason is because she lost her lost her child. She accidentally. I don't know, man. Ugh, it, was irris- don't it, was, be... it was irresponsibly. It was sure. it was straight up irresponsible. I mean, what's weird is, I mean, obviously that was more irresponsible than cooking while you weren't next to the stove, but she was doing three things simultaneously oh, yeah. for no reason. <laughs> it's just like, hey, hey. This was, the, how, this was the 80s. How busy was your life? How busy your life could possibly be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a little much. But, uh, yeah, so she's like... Uh, I, I, felt, I felt like they didn't really even need to add the cooking. I feel like this phone conversation could be plenty. <laughs> like, like, I, I was I was hoping I, for I, a fourth thing. <laughs> I kept waiting for the doorbell to ring. It's like, got a package for you to sign. <laughs> And she's like, hold on, I've got my car up on blocks and the engine's running in the garage. And she's like torquing the engine. And she's like, uh, yeah, if only. Yeah. Um, yeah so. this, this, is, this is such a bummer. Uh, this oh, a, my uh, 
God. I mean, I mean, granted, I love this movie, but like this, the whole concept of the, the fucking up the baby bath always, always just kind of bumps me out. In, oh, it is. In it theory. is just Cause if horrifying. Because you know somebody's done that. And it must oh, absolutely. And it totally, it's totally got to be. It's it's awful. one of those things, yeah. and as far as like yeah, as far as a triggering event for someone to be like, oh my god, I just saw this in a movie, and I it ex- like I experienced it in real life, yeah, or something Ugh. of that nature. It's just it's got to be beyond beyond. So yep. yes, terrible, just terrible. Like, just like thing. the slip on the rocks. It's like a real life horror. It's like oh, this could happen, and this would be awful. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. It happened. It happened to one to someone I know when I was like, we were out at one of the beaches, way up on oh, a yeah? rock, and we were watching the waves, and we were like, oh, like five of us, like standing there, like, oh, this is really cool. Wow, the waves. Look out for rogue waves. I wonder what that means. Whoosh! And then I look next to me, and my friend is gone. And I was like, where did you go? And then I saw her out in the water, and I jumped down the cliff and ran. <laughs> At the ocean, and thank God, Shit, she man. didn't hit her head on the way down or anything. It just like literally, just like whoop, she was here, she was gone. You, like, you didn't just you didn't just stand there and stare and do nothing. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down at her and I went, "My baby." <laughs> and she was like, "I I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Can you please get me out of the water?" <laughs> Uh, but yes, (laughs) craziness. Uh, okay. So these two leave arm in arm and they're going off to an adventure on an Island. They explain in the voiceover as she's packing and all that stuff. Uh, they load a a truckload of fucking adult teens into a seaplane and they're going off for some sort of Island adventure. And this is, I enjoy this like, taking adults and putting them into the role that should be teenagers. But I, I like, felt, I felt, I felt like it worked. I felt like it. They, oh, absolutely. They, weren't, they no. weren't supposed to be teenagers though. They no, but I mean, in people. every, you always see like the little kids in these every yeah. other movie, yeah. they would be teens going to someplace they're not supposed to go to. And in this, it's like they're full grown adults going out for, for camping and it works fine. It they works really fine. didn't need to be teenagers. And no. I think that's interesting too. Um, they act like them sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> the other part is that they do act like teenagers, except that they're much more capable, which is an interesting dynamic as far as like one of them can fly a fucking plane, yeah. you know? And then, so you have to, there's a lot more things you can, it's a lot easier to use teenagers cause you can forgive everything. Yeah. You're just like, well, I mean, what are we going to do? You think I'm going to fucking fly a plane out of here? I'm 17. You know, yeah. like you think I'm going to, you think I'm going to be able to fight off this adult crazy person? I'm 17, you know, like all of these all of these things come in and it so it it definitely amps up the difficulty of your storytelling to have to to have to explain for why these adults are getting knocked off so easily. Yeah. Um and this movie does it very well. Um so <laughs> Can, From we just, what you can we just mention the opening credit music here? What the, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like a total 80s TV show. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like Falcon Crest or something. It's total it's, Falcon Crest, yeah. I, I especially love, yeah, there's there's definitely some, some music choices that I thought were uh, interesting. Um, 
specifically they had clearly they only had a keyboard to, to score the thing with and so but i mean the rest they, of the movie the rest of the movie works fine i feel it's just oh, yeah. the opening credits are just like what is this music <laughs> yeah yeah there's a couple there's a couple of funny music moments in it too um so they load this seaplane full of all of their equipment which when they get on looks like it's just a cooler of beer and that's about it <laughs> but it turns out they've got two giant sized tents they've Three. got oh three <laughs> giant tents they've got scuba gear uh they like so these guys are outfitted they are doing great uh I but, swear that plane must fit like two people. <laughs> I, that was my other thought too. It looked like it was kind of a two seater, and they were like, "Get all twenty five of us in here." I, I know um, cars, not planes, but yeah, this plane did not seem that big. I could be completely <laughs> wrong. I don't know. Maybe two people were sitting on the pontoons. It is a party, bro. Come yeah. on, <laughs> get on the party plane. That's why it crashed. Mm. That's why the that's why the plane went down was because they couldn't handle all the people. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so they land because the plane has some sort of mechanical troubles or whatever. Um, and they're going to have to camp while the, the husband slash pilot guy fixes the plane. And so he apparently knows how to fix a plane. No, so he, he does not know how to fix a plane. <laughs> number one, he doesn't know how to fix a plane. And number two, <laughs> he's also like he is woefully unprepared for any eventualities like, Oh, there was an electrical whatever. And it's like, and so the, so the radio doesn't work, bro. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. You've really? got a battery in there and you've got yeah. a radio. Come on. There's, there's positive. There's negative. The Fucking engine broke. broke. The, the electricity. Yes. Broke. It was an electrical Everything thing. Broke. Everything exploded at once. Yep. It all went out. Uh, and so, but they pitched their tents and they've got all they've got this fuck ton of camping gear, including pots and pans and everything. And they are stoked. They're having they're they're glamping out there. And it's awesome. Are you up? Yeah. And they brought a boom box. And so they were like, hey, give me some of that synth guitar rod <laughs> yeah. to rock yeah. out to. <laughs> it sounds like the uh, that green jello theme to uh, to Maximum Carnage, the. Uh, Oh, yep. game. In the eighties, uh, I think people carried boomboxes like people carry cell phones now. Uh, yes. Nobody, nobody went anywhere without a boombox in the eighties. I feel like that's that's not untrue. Mm. I feel like I always had a boombox with me. <laughs> I feel like I want one now that has the ability to make cell phone calls. Oh, oh shit! Uh, come to our Kickstarter for our boombox cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been surprised that no one when iPods were a big thing it always blew my mind that nobody made one that would fit a Gen 1 iPad uh, or iPod that like so it opens up like the tape deck and you just drop oh. your iPod in it and then close the tape deck and it's like then you have your little display above it seems like a no brainer dude does this, not, like, ex I, does this not exist is there not a bluetooth speaker system that looks like an 80s boombox it doesn't Ooh. even need to connect to your phone. You just need to open the door, and that's where you store one. your phone while you, you play it. Oh, it is? See, I, I like that idea, but that's not the way that it is. It's just a Bluetooth, but they just released one for that, like, classic hip-hop boombox. I can't remember what oh, it's really? called, but the yep. that big one. There is a Kickstarter going on now for a miniature uh. version of that, and it, it kills me how much I want one. 
I'm never going to get me. rich when I keep coming up with shit that people have already came up with. This sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. We should have done this podcast like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. So nothing in the plane works. The radio is down. Dun, dun, dun. No way to communicate with anybody. Uh, so whatever. Which, so which she is legitimately goes, also kind of scary because yes. who's going to find you? <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Uh, or, or somebody's easily going to find them because they took off in an airplane and probably filed a flight plan. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, number two, I think that there's probably an emergency distress beacon that you can put up even if your radio fries. No, that, that totally broke too, dude. Oh, right. That, that also fried. <laughs> Everything uh, broke. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, who is it? Lynn or Terry? One of the two of them tries to get everybody go, to go scuba diving. She says scuba diving, but she doesn't. She wasn't wearing scuba gear when she went to the water. So I don't know if she's just saying conflating scuba you're, and snorkel. You're going snorkeling. Come on. Yeah, I think maybe that's what she's. I love the idea that they had like all of them had full scuba full gear. Full airbags and everything. Yeah. That plane is a fucking TARDIS. But um, so. So she goes out uh, for some reason. Uh, scuba diving reminds her of drowning a baby, and so she has her flashback, and she's like, "Uh, oh, sure, I'll go if, scuba diving." If, wa- <laughs> if water, weird. if water is Cynthia's trigger, she needed to stay in that hospital a lot longer. Yes, and probably <laughs> going to an island was a bad call. Maybe <laughs> go to an isthmus. Maybe go someplace that's not not completely surrounded well, to by water. Be, to be fair, the original plans were a trip to the water park, so I, oh, I think your friends are being very so much so, <laughs> <laughs> To the world of bathtubs. To Basin World. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so she's, Why did the theme park not work? <laughs> uh, so, okay... Is her name Terry? Is that the the name of the person who takes the yeah, fall? Yeah, there's there's Terry Lynn and Cynthia. Cynthia. The Terry main. Lynn and Cynthia. Yeah. I I keep mistaking Terry and Lynn because their names aren't said very much out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so okay, so Terry's going out to go scuba diving. She in air quotes, and she goes out to the water and she takes that fucking fall that we were talking about, <laughs> where she just hits her head in such a believable way mm-hmm. that it. It's almost shocking that that wasn't just like the actress took a fall and they were like, ooh, let's use it. Because <laughs> maybe they did. It, I don't know. Because <laughs> holy fuck, man, that is that is traumatizing watching that fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Then she falls into the water, which triggers another Cynthia drowning baby flashback. And she goes a little bonkers for a minute there. She starts mm-hmm. getting a little like a little worse than usual. Uh, upset and so she's like she's gone she's she's gone on vacation um, and and she's drowning while she's just catatonic for the most part and so uh, she just loves watching people drown I guess Jesus that's fair uh, who is <laughs> the other terrible who's, person <laughs> who's that dude that comes to save her is that Jeff uh, or Paul uh, it's I either know. Jeff or Paul one of the two of them jumps in saves her gets her out of the water she's fine Yep. Give or take. Give or take a little concussion. There's, um, three, there's three dudes, and one of them disappears early. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I think Paul is the one that disappears early. Yeah. Um, so 
during that night slash day, it's hard to tell by the coloring. Uh, Lynn goes for a walk in the woods. I think it's during the day. I think it's like <laughs> right while this is going on, but it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, and then she gets she gets scared by her by her boyfriend, who is I think I think that's Jeff, right? Yes, I think so too. Her boyfriend is Jeff, the one that has kind of like the, the, the bad boy bad boy mullet. The yeah, like, he's, uh, he's great in this. I like <laughs> he's him. Good. Oh, he is awesome, but he definitely does have regrettable hair. He yeah. has kind of like eighth grade bully hair, uh, like the spiky on top <laughs> mullet he, in the back. He has that. He has that transitioning into the nineties hair, yeah. right at the end of the eighties hair. Yep. Like he and Brian Bosworth would have been very cool <laughs> together with their awesome hair. I miss um, my mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I miss your mullet too. Yeah. I bet your wife doesn't miss your mullet. She does not. Uh, I am gonna. I am planning on giving myself a mustache tomorrow, though. So there's definitely gonna be trouble in paradise again. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so they go back. Blah blah blah. They see that. Uh, they see that Terry's wet and concussed, and they're like, "Oh no, what happened?" Blah blah blah. And then they send out the half of their crew, half of the people there, to go check the island and leave two of them behind at the plane. No, they only sure leave one. A- they really? only leave that. They only leave that one dude behind. Oh, that's right, because Paul is killed. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, he's this the only blow, one left this, behind. This boggles my brain. I don't understand why this is a thing. They straight up were like, "Okay, let's go search the island. We'll see what we can find. You stay behind with the plane on a deserted island that's completely broken. Like, what is he supposed to be protecting the plane from? What nobody that doesn't even work. Nobody's gonna steal your plane." Uh, are they trying to like stop people from stealing their stuff? Why do they leave this guy behind? And then after they leave him behind later, when they get caught in the house, they don't even like, they mention him in, in passing that he's back at the play, but none of them go to get him. They just sit there and yeah, have a nice yeah. home cooked meal at the house, sleep in the nice warm beds in the house. <laughs> Buddy's just sitting out by the plane, the whole fucking movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of moments that, that, basically point to these people not being the greatest of people. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of this movie that you're like, what, wait, why would a human being with any kind of conscience or I don't know, why would they behave like this? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you found someone who had the mental age of a 12 year old. And so you're mocking them. Like Let's call them ugly. <laughs> yeah. what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yep. There are people like this in the world, and they're people. <laughs> like, why are you being <laughs> such a dick? Like, what the fuck, man? Um, and I feel like that's an '80s thing. Like, I don't think that maybe they were supposed to be really loathsome, but I don't think they were really meant to be completely loathsome. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the one girl who was over I, the I, top, she I was definitely meant to be a bad person. Oh, she was. That was a girl that found me on Instagram yeah. too. Yeah, she was. She was lighting the cigarette at the dinner table. Like, who yes. does that? You know, most people right. are like, hey, mind if I smoke in here? And the answer is yes. Uh, please go out on the porch. Yeah. Like, who at a stranger's house just pulls out a pack of smokes <laughs> and lights one up when nobody else is smoking? Like, maybe a pa lit one and be like, oh, that's a cue that it's cool. But right. no, she just... <laughs> yeah, th- oh, and there's She's a lot about this. that, too. Uh, yeah, that is, that's weird, and I don't know. It. Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... So there's a there's a move here. Speaking of the weird music, um, so when they when they fly over, they get to trees in the beginning when they're going through the bad music in the in the mm-hmm. credit sequence, and then like harmonica music starts playing. So it's like, oh, we're going to the bayou or something. Yeah. And so you kind of have that like 
that feeling. And then it's like, oh, we're walking through the woods. And they get to this point in the woods where they're like walking in the trees and, and you start hearing harmonica music. And then it turns out that it's totally <laughs> diegetic. And the guy in the back is actually playing the harmonica. And you're like, uh, oh, was that I, a joke? <laughs> how did they not tell him to stop? That must have been so annoying. They're like lost on a foreign island and they just want to hear that shit. Like, come on. It was the 80s. There was nothing to entertain you back then. You were you were glad to hear some asshole playing harmonica. I'm surprised um, they didn't take the boombox. So dude watching the play didn't have nothing to listen to. <laughs> you know, he doesn't deserve entertainment, food, or shelter. Mm-hmm. That's what they've decided. To be fair, he... <laughs> He is the guy that said, hey, you know, I think the plane's fine. Let's go. Yeah. So maybe fuck that guy. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, something I really appreciated about this scene, they're doing they're doing the like walking to a place to show to show how much distance is is being, you know, the, they're they're very far from the plane. So mm-hmm. they they change scenery a bunch of times. But like in a Roger Corman movie, this would be the perfect opportunity to save some money by being like, and for the next 15 minutes, we're walking to the house, you know, oh. and instead, oh, demon, warp, demon warp style, <laughs> right? Demon warp. <laughs> but in this case, it's like you get the idea that a bunch of time has passed, but it's not a boring walk. And it's also, it takes up maybe a minute and a half of screen oh, yeah, time. Fast. Yep. And that's so perfect. And so nice in a genre movie to yeah. not have somebody take that as an opportunity to squeeze a few extra minutes of screen. Mm-hmm. So happy to see that every time it happens. <laughs> um, yes. So they arrive at this house out in the middle of the woods, knock on the door. Nobody answers. So they go in and they just start making themselves at home. The place is like a 1920s time capsule. Part two, like, oh my god, yep. it's like this place hasn't been touched in the twenties, and they just kind of assume that it's been there from the twenties. I think, but just like the fact that it's dusted and not <laughs> decrepitly fallen, covered in cobwebs. <laughs> That's such a movie thing because it's like the audience can't tell because we're back here. We can't smell the place. We're not yep. touching everything to see if there's dust on it, but. The actors, the people who are in this experience, should know the difference between a moldy, musty, mildewed house covered in, you know, covered in dust and like never used, overgrown, you know, bugs everywhere, probably like holes in the walls would be what you would expect. The freaking lawn was mowed. I mean, yeah. You know, like (laughs) this is not an abandoned house and they should absolutely realize this. And. And it is just, you know, it's just what you do in an 80s movie. It's it's an 80s horror movie. So you go and you, you know, you behave like an asshole. You go someplace you're not supposed to be and you behave like an asshole. They rifle through all their stuff, start trying on all of their clothes, turn on his gramophone yeah. and start listening to their gramophone records and do like, I don't know, the Charleston, uh, whatever. They're doing some, <laughs> some sort of... <laughs> they're 23 skidooing at at the very least uh it's and it it's bothered fun. me he, he never wound up that gramophone either like they I don't know. have electricity and, there that's a wine gramophone and you did and, not see one shot of him finding that damn thing so, I had so to go back someone had already back. wound it i don't think it holds a line i mean i don't i don't have one but i don't either 
I don't think you can just wind a gramophone no, and come back to it so days either. later. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Um, so Cynthia goes wandering by herself, and she she's looking around upstairs. She sees a bunch of flapper photos on the walls and some other like twenties things, and uh, she goes into a, a a kid's room with a dollhouse and this dead baby looking doll that's in a crib. And well, we don't see that yet. We just see the crib. Well, no, we do see we see a different doll right there. Oh. There's there's an actual doll, not a dead baby, but a oh, fucking okay. doll. Yeah. And uh, and she gets scared by a jack in the box, which is not a wind up jack in the box. It's just like <laughs> the least surprising jack in the box the world has ever seen because you just unclamp it and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> that's not great for a scare because you're not you going to get me again. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to unclamp. Oh, damn it. Again? <laughs> Surprisingly effective. <laughs> That's a cool looking jack in the box, though. Uh, uh, totally. For the easily surprised child. Yeah. Um, so... the, atm- the atmosphere, the whole set design of this movie, I like a lot. I love the That's house. I-, I love Fanny's underground bedroom. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. bunker where the big dolls live later on. Yep. Uh, every- everything looks, everything looks, looks really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, of course, our homeowners come home and interrupt their their 1920s party. Record uh, scratch. <laughs> yeah, was there a literal record scratch? There was when a they literal record scratch. Oh, yes, the guy, the guy like stopped the record. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and so everybody's looking embarrassed, and we see Yvonne DiCarlo, aka Lily Munster, obviously, and Rod's fucking Steiger showing <laughs> up, um, and. And Rod is uh, a Luddite, to say the least. Yes. He is. These are Ma and Pa, and that is the only name. They, they don't need any other names than that. <laughs> God wouldn't like people with names or some <laughs> shit. I love the way that they make, like, we did another movie that was like this, where there was, like, an obsessive religious person who quoted the Bible but constantly misquoted everything. And that's, I love that about Pa, too, where he's like, like it says in the good book, you do some good stuff and something happens. And you're like, <laughs> I'm almost positive that line is not in the Bible. <laughs> but but he's, uh, yeah, he's he's not yep. really, like, he also great. Says God, with, he also says goddamn later on in the movie, and that kind of bothered me because I don't feel he would say that. And I wonder if that was just, like, an improv line that was too funny to, like, not yeah. do, not you. Yeah, that is weird. I agree. Because um, it was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, shit. Yeah. So basically they, uh, what what was the thing? They were like, oh, hey, you know, our plane, our plane went down. Do you have, you know, is there some place where we can get gas or blah, blah, blah. And Rod Steiger's line is, I don't believe it. I don't believe in those contraptions. <laughs> a, a gramophone's and, cool. A, a phone phone. No. No. no, but it's interesting because he's like, I think I think that line is even more literal than it sounds because later on they're like, you know, we landed on the moon. Well, you're lying. And it's like, yeah. I think he literally doesn't believe in airplanes. He's mm-hmm. like, like someone points at an airplane and he's like, that does not exist. <laughs> like, I do not. I literally do not believe that airplanes exist, which I think is fun. Um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, everybody's like, they ask if there's all there and they're kind of like, yep. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody's downstairs. Oh, wait a minute. 
Somebody's up by the plane, too. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> Keep track yep. of your fucking party. There's only, like, what, six of you? <laughs> How are you just fucking confused? <laughs> uh, they were taken by surprise. Ma yeah. and Pa were terrifying. So I love Pa's face, too, when they're like, uh, she's downstairs. Like, whoop. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to kill you. Oh, See? not not that downstairs. I was going to do it. that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So they all they all get together for for food and whatever. And uh they you know, they say grace and it's like an extended kind of extra creepy grace that's a little more <laughs> and also very non-biblical. Like it's it feels like improvised lines that aren't actually what you say when you say grace. Well, you never even see him read the Bible, though. In this. Right. As much as, as much as he's talking about God, you never actually see them. You never actually even see a Bible in this. Right. A cross on the wall or anything to, like, show Which, his huge religion. So I wonder if that's actually, I, like, an intentional choice. Like, that's that's what I think it is. Yeah, I, like, I never thought of when that. When I see right this, because he is, like, it's, it's like he's just bringing this shit off the cuff. He's like, I lived by your rules. I killed everybody that came to the island. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> I don't remember those rules, but, you know, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and thou shalt keep your kills and make a big dolly room. <laughs> yes. Keep your adult babies in the house and make sure that they play with corpses. Um, so it turns out Cynthia is not in the clean plate club. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love I love the callback to this later. It's pretty yes. good. Uh, so Pa basically constantly talks about hates hating electricity and <laughs> nobody is picking up on it like he's laying down all these clues that basically like maybe shut the fuck up you know this guy's a luddite he's basically amish and every time you say something involving electricity or modern technology he gets pissed he gets visibly pissed and everybody's yep. like and also did you see that we're going to the, to Mars? Hey, yeah, did you check out my new electronic watch? Hey, I got electric <laughs> pants on. It's like he's just getting madder and madder and madder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, guys, fucking read the goddamn room. Man. So, yeah. Uh yeah, and so Lynn tries to smoke and she's talked like, about that yeah, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> take your take your devil sick devil sticks outside. Uh and uh and then they have the spooky basement talk. Every time they talk about the spooky basement, you get the little glass harmonica noise. Yeah. <laughs> Janie's got a gun starts in the background. Um, <laughs> we should have locked it up long ago. It's cold yeah. as a grave. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, so they're uh, Lynn and Terry. No, it's Cynthia, isn't it? Are you talking about okay, the porch yeah, conversation? It's Lynn and, Lynn and Cynthia yep. are out on the porch. Uh, I and love this see... part. When they see <laughs> a child skipping rope. <laughs> it's a rope, bro. It's a jump rope. <laughs> it's a rope with two handles. That's a jump rope. It's not a child's skipping rope. Who calls it that? <laughs> Weirdos that light cigarettes at the kitchen table. Weirdos. Weirdos. They're We're a weirdos. Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so everybody is uh, continuing to be very cavalier about their snooping. Like they are going into rooms that they were not invited into, and <laughs> like just constantly through this. Uh, and we ne then, we never see Mom pause room in this. No, we don't. And I'm sure it's pretty exciting. I bet <laughs> it's just 
fucking sex chairs and like bondage <laughs> gear. So, uh, so we're now introduced to Fanny, uh, the resident adult child. She's a fifty-year-old, twelve-year-old. Uh, she is. She well, she's eleven. Herself... Her birthday is coming right up. Right. <laughs> twelve-year-old right. birthday is coming. And so, where are these uh, kids prior to this? Is something another these question kids that I are good at hiding. Oh yeah. Uh, I uh, I bet they're playing with the dolls. Yeah. And so, but like, here's another question I have. When they first get to the house, you know, nobody's there. They start their dance party. Uh, that's when the parents come back in. Yes. And it's like, I kind of, where were the parents? I mean, just taking a walk around the island? I, yeah. I, I, I kind of assumed that they would have to go to the mainland for supplies every now and then. I mean, we know that their father hunts, but we never, ever see a garden anywhere around the house. You know what I mean? Like, what are they feeding? They, they where are they bread. getting all this stuff? I mean, yeah. Where are they getting bread? Is yep. the question, you know, yep. like they had a loaf of bread at dinner and it's like, I don't believe that she has like a garden of, of wheat, wheat that she's field. milling yeah. and like, I, I just don't buy it. You know, we don't see chickens. We don't see anything else. I mean, granted, I don't, see, all I don't feel that one little fishing boat they find could be theirs later on in the movie. But like, I don't think that's a strong enough boat to get oh, that's off definitely that island not across theirs. the thing and back again. Yep, no, they, they actually yep. say who the who the boat belongs to at one point. Oh, in the big doll room, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, that's like, the. Uh, remember, he, he was, was going to tell his friends. He, was, yep. he liked the fishing so much; he was going to tell his friends. <laughs> uh, so it just yep. seems to be so weird that, like, where the hell were they when they weren't at home? Where were all the kids when they weren't at home? Where yeah. were the kids at dinner? That, that, if they see like, those such kids a, a, are hard to hide. Like yeah. that, <laughs> that is not a that is not a subtle group of children. There, I, I, I feel like I feel like with their traditional family value. They would always have a dinner together, you know. Yeah. But like, oh, no, yeah. they just have dinner with the strangers. Fuck the kids. Like, didn't Fanny want dinner? Like, didn't any of them want dinner? Yeah, Teddy wanted is... dinner. Come on. <laughs> they even make a joke dinner. that Teddy always wants the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's you know, I mean, the only way I could think of it is that they're literally like this is this is a plan. This is how this in these situations, this is how it goes down. Where it's like, all right. You guys stay behind in case something happens and then we do this and then this happens. And, you know, like they have a there's literally a way that they deal with foreigners or it out doesn't of... it doesn't seem like there'd be that many foreigners that frequently to actually have a. It's true. It seems like they killed more people get... this time than, than they ever had before, killed yeah. before. It looked like there were four corpses previously. Yeah. And then six that were new or whatever it was. And I can only imagine those corpses were years apart. Like, I can't. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. they were like, they were completely deteriorated. There was like nothing yeah. left to them. Um, and also, I mean, that's got to be a really well-made cellar if you aren't smelling corpse. Like, oh, yeah. if they come into that house and they're like, <laughs> hey, it's a fun place to be and you're not smelling dead bodies. Good job. Mm -hmm. I mean, really. Yep. I put that on on Pa. I think Pa is the one that's really doing good work there, keeping the smell out. Hey, he reads that book about the carpenter a lot. <laughs> that's true. He's good at that. Uh, okay, so what do we got? Oh, we uh, met Fanny. We met Fanny. We were talking yeah, about we Fanny, Fanny when we got way off track. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I, I'm wondering, this movie seems to be positing that Fanny is kind of what would happen to Cynthia if she hadn't gotten treatment in a weird way where it's like this is that sort of a similar situation happened with her 
she lost a child in some sort of thing. And then that made her go completely bonkers and sent her into this thing where she now believes herself to be a 12 year old. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if that's it. Where and do you, also, where do you think that baby came from? I think it's hers. Mm. And the I, dad? Uh, no, I think Teddy. Me too. Okay. You're picking think, up on that think, too. Yeah, yeah. I think that that thing when, when they start talking about, no, I don't want you. I don't anymore. want you. Daddy, yeah, like, Daddy think, will beat me, beat me something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we, I, I think that was pretty, pretty well spelled out there. Um, <laughs> that, that was, that was her and Teddy. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that's kind of, kind of the thing, but it's, there's so little redemption for anyone in this movie that it's like, yeah. I don't know why there would be a runner. I, it, it probably is just my imagination. It definitely feels like, you know, nobody gets, nobody gets out of this one. Yep. You know, it's, it's a chainsaw. It's a, it's a, there's no happy ending for anything. Um, so. I also wonder, I also wonder what about this island. Cause there is that second house that we see later on too, where they find Teddy in there. Yeah. I don't know if that was just a guest house on the property or like, was there another family on this island and they got taken out or. <laughs> I mean, if there was another family on this island, I guarantee they didn't survive this family. They yeah. definitely <laughs> were not, were not like uh, going to let anybody who, survive. Who built anything. the house? Do you think Pa built the house? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very modern house. How do they get house. this giant ass house on this island with nothing? <laughs> Yeah, and it's painted and everything. Oh, yeah. Maybe they it's... used berries. <laughs> the, the questions you don't start thinking about until you actually watch it a few times to do a podcast about it. It's, it's fine. fine. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, all right. So these guys are, like, being really dickish to, to Fanny, like, right from the get-go. Basically, mm-hmm. they're introduced to someone who has a, a, a mental disability, and yeah. they're like, Oh God! How could uh, she's so all, like, ugly and stupid? <laughs> Do you think she's twelve? But she's like fifty. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is definitely above and beyond cruelty for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> they go to go to sleep, and Pa says, "There will be no devil's play in this house." Are you hitched? Are, you, are we what <laughs> hitched? Hitch, 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 it hitch, means hitch, married. Hitch, hitch, hitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, and they are not hitched, as it no. turns out. Like, they really weren't hitched at all. Like, so those guys weren't married. The that's that seems odd. Why? They're only or, in their like twenties. <laughs> who? I mean, they already had a kid together and a house and everything. Oh fuck! And you yeah. know, like she was already making soup. While caring for a baby and answering phones, and he was out flying his plane that didn't work very well, and whatever <laughs> else. These guys are bad at maintenance, just in general. I'm just gonna they're say just, they're just bad at everything, apparently. <laughs> so, so far, from what I've seen yeah. about their lives, they are not good at anything. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Cynthia and Terry are sleeping in their room, and they quote unquote hear noises from Fanny's room or uh, I guess Terry wakes up and is like, I hear noises in Cynthia's room. And it's like, yeah. 
So shut the fuck up and go to sleep. <laughs> and I don't know. Put a pillow over your head. What? Mm-hmm. At this point, there's no reason to be like, oh, my God, noises from another person's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't see it. But uh, early in the morning, Rob decides that he's going out for an early morning walk. He's going to seize the day and get some fresh air and whatever else. My favorite part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is, again, the horror in this movie, for the most part, until it starts getting into slashery stuff and you get mm-hmm. like, cutty kills and stabby whatever like there are some great moments and this is one of the great moments basically they're playing they're playing on this gigantic precarious swing set that's right next to a cliff it you know it's like rough hewn wood it's such a cool looking swing set yeah built with just raw logs yeah (laughs) and it, it looks like you're you look at it and you're like oh that's fucking terrifying like when you see it from a distance you go huh that that should not be. That is a thing that should not be. Yep. And uh, and he agrees that he you know he meets Woody for the first time. Michael J. Come Pollard. on our swing set, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so Rob does go on their swing set, and it sucks because also we've so far seen all of these people. Pretty much everybody's a dick, mm-hmm. and then Rob is treating Fanny like a human being. Like yeah. he's the first person who's like, oh hey Fanny, how's it going? You're a person, you yeah. know, you got a little quirk to you, but you're a fellow human being and I'm going to treat you with respect. And then she's like, cool, I'm going to swing you off a fucking cliff. <laughs> well, uh, decency gets you nowhere on American and, Gothic Island. And, that, <laughs> and that's another part of this that feels that same way where you're like in that kind of like gross chainsaw way where you're like, there's no redemption. There's no you know, there's no payback. There's no payoff. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like the good people get it. The bad people get it. There's no, there's no morality play in here whatsoever. It's just like you show someone who's exhibiting the world's worst behavior and they survive, you know, 20 minutes longer than somebody who's like the nicest person. And it's weird, but you know, it is what it is. Um, And so he does that. Michael J. Pollard climbs up on top. They've pushed him really far. Pollard is up there, and this was a little annoying because there were two pieces of rope. And yeah. I, uh, uh, I got you, too. I, I honestly... I, 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 I let it go because it's such a cool kill. Oh, it, it, is, it is beyond amazing, but it is also, like, I think it would have been a cooler kill if you'd seen him kind of try to hang on to the, I mean, obviously you can't do that because the fucking, Oh no, no. it's perfect as it is. to send somebody off like that. What if the rope was, what if the rope was tied in a loop and it went through two loop, uh, two rings on the top. Yeah. Two rings on the top. One cut would have done it. I think that's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that that's exactly (laughs) right. You know what? I take it back. I have no more criticisms. Perfect. Uh, So, uh, bu- 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 bu. oh yeah, yeah where are we going uh, now? I forgot. Pa yeah. had had basically said, "Oh yeah, there's this guy who's coming to the. Uh, he comes to the island every now and again. He's going to be coming tomorrow. He's probably showing up tomorrow." Why do you think this is? And do you actually think Pa knows anybody? Pa does not know anybody, and if there was nobody coming, they might go back to their camp. But because they're there. By saying, oh, this guy's going to be showing up. You wait uh, here, and I'll introduce you to this guy who can get you gas, and then you can go back to your camp so that we can murder you before you get back to the camp. 
essentially. I think it's, gotcha. I think that's the whole that's the whole scheme there. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that because it just seemed like why the lie if you're going to do. Yeah. Kind yeah. of makes sense, this but was... at the same time, like, why can't they just go back to the damn camp? They know every inch of the island, they say. So it's just like, yeah. who cares where they are? They'll find them. Yeah. Right. It seems like the island isn't that big. I mean, <laughs> they, they must be the only people on the island. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, but Pa, in, in this, this next scene, Pa basically forgets that he said that there was a guy. He's like, mm-hmm. so when is this guy going to show up? And he's like, huh? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, oh, the the guy, oh, oh the, the, the guy, totally yeah, that the totally real, not made up guy that I he, that I know he, that he, I absolutely he, he know. He might be coming today. <laughs> he's my he's my friend. He's from Canada, and you wouldn't know him because uh, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but this is where he quotes the like made up Bible verses, where he's like something like, you know, if you want it. Then you get it, or whatever the fuck the the made up Bible verse was. Yeah. There was something something fun there. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this is where Cynthia, I think it's Cynthia, who finds Rob's body, but mm-hmm. somebody walks over, screams, sees a corpse, and is like, "Oh shit!" Yep. And Rob's they, dead. Yeah, and they play it off uh, fantastically. Um, Fanny and uh, Woody, yeah. where they're just like, "Oh." He must have had it. He must have played on that swing. Oh yeah, Daddy said never play on the swing. Never go on the swing. It's bad. It's dangerous. <laughs> Michael J. Pollard shines in this movie. Yeah, so great. He really His does. Character is, oh. And the wardrobe is awesome. That big blue, that weird blue felt yeah. trench coat that he wears. Like everything about his character is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, Pollard is is a you know a national treasure. You yep. know, they, he is. He is the Clint Howard of whatever these roles are. He's yeah. <laughs> he's he's some sort of flip side of a of a Clint Howard. He's some otherworldly version, <laughs> but he is he's wonderful in this um, and everything else. Yeah. But uh, so Woody now introduces himself to everybody, and then you know they're rolling their fucking eyes again, and then they go outside uh, to smoke a cigarette again, and Terry is like. Just is it Terry? I think she's like Lynn. She's Lynn. just shitting on Fanny. Always yeah. getting that wrong. Yeah, and then she just like lays into into Fanny in this like she's ugly and she's stupid and she's dumb and I hate her and she's fucking yeah. awful and worthless and there's in nothing. Face, <laughs> it, and your face is even fat. <laughs> yeah, just like eh, just just going out of her way to be cruel. And Fanny sadly hears all of this. Yeah, Fanny is sitting there listening to it all and she's crying. And Cynthia sees her and realizes what's happened and goes to comfort her. And she's like, oh, she doesn't mean it. She's just she's a terrible human being, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this and we see this this mothering guilt thing coming mm-hmm. out in her where she's doing her motherly thing to to this sad woman child. And uh, she's like, OK, come on, come play with me. She's like, no, I, I don't feel like playing. I don't want to do this. She's like, no, 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 come on. And she, Fanny runs out, grabs a hatchet, and then <laughs> runs at Cynthia. And she lifts it up over her head and buries it in the ground. It's a great, little, she, it's a great little scare. It's yeah. so good. And then she grabs a, a, a horseshoe. horseshoe. <laughs> and she's like, oh, look, I got one. Come on, let's play horseshoes. And that was a, that was a great little moment. Um. So, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. What? So where are we going? 
Um, We're killing Mr. Nope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so later, Cynthia is sleeping. This is when, when she has the late night visitation. So Cynthia's asleep, and Fanny wakes her up and takes her to That's see right. her to see her baby. In see my Air baby. Mm. Uh, which, as it turns out, she literally is doing it, but it seemed at the time to not be literally. Uh, and now we're introduced to the other brother that has, you know, the slow <laughs> Where reveal. Where the hell has he been? Yeah. <laughs> the, this gigantic man-child, uh, Teddy, the burly brother, mm-hmm. uh, he he grabs Cynthia and, you know, and like holds her in place because she's seeing that this might actually be a dead baby that Fanny has there. Oh, no, she and, knows it's a dead baby. That's what freaks her at the hell yeah. out and that's where Teddy kind of holds her until she passes out yeah she's like kiss the baby they do this whole like come on don't you want to kiss my baby kiss right. hold yeah, the baby kiss, kiss the, the, baby, baby. the baby and she has like one tear comes out of her eye and then she passes out you gotta see crazy. the dead baby <laughs> you gotta see the baby uh yep <laughs> fun stuff kids so and then uh, uh she wakes up the next day in her own bed and her not husband because they're not hitched, hitched, hitched. Won't believe her that she saw that thing. She's like, yeah, he's he's basically like, come on, in this house something yeah, yeah. weird. You think you think <laughs> something know. weird's going on here? Come on, look at these people. Everything here has so far been normalsville, baby. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so next day uh, there's a smoke and walk from. Uh, you said that's Lynn, who's the yes. smoker? Okay. And she uh, comes yeah. across Teddy, Woody, and Fanny playing with the child's skipping rope. The child's skipping rope, skipping if rope. you will. <laughs> <laughs> A phrase heard constantly by normal human beings across the country. The child's skipping rope. Uh, <laughs> she Choice toy of weirdos everywhere. Uh <laughs> Yeah, she loses it on them. They're like, come play with us. And she's oh, like, yeah. no, you fucking freaks. I'm not going to play with you. You suck. Freaking <laughs> she... Fanny here brings it so hard. Where she yeah. starts tugging on Lynn's hair. Please play with us, Lynn. Pretty, pretty, please. Pretty, yeah. pretty, please. I'm a cherry on. T- Imagine being in a situation, having these three people, <laughs> like, all begging you to play jump rope. One of them tugging your hair while saying, pretty, please. And it's yeah, up. no thanks. <laughs> Fifty-year-old, twelve-year-old, and a kid dressed up. So terrifying! It's so terrifying. Oh my god! Uh, Yeah, and so uh, she calls them weirdos, and then Teddy basically lassoes her with the jump rope. He scorpions her essentially, (laughs) and uh, and they say they start chanting weirdos, weirdos, we're a bunch of weirdos. I, I love. Love, love, love this scene so much. Yeah. And the actors all nailed it. They're all running around in circles, ducking under the rope, twisting her all up. You know, in a <laughs> not, it's perfect. Those three are having a fucking blast with their yep. roles. Like, I, very clearly, those uh, three are enjoying what they're doing. And I just love ensembles like that. When you get yeah. yep. a group a group of movies and they all mesh so well. Yeah. And the, yeah. these guys kill it so much in this role. In their totally. roles. Yep. Yep. Um... So we're starting to oh. enter slasher slasher mode here. People yeah, are this dying. Is, this is when we right. start getting into into like normal slasher movie stuff. Um, one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Because the movie goes for about forty minutes before anybody gets yeah. axed. You know, like it's, it's a very slow burn. 
slasher. Once it begins, it just chugs full steam ahead, especially yeah, I, in the final I, I 15 like minutes. That. Yeah, me I, too. I like it because the first part of this movie is just a well-made film Yep, that has lots of hints towards realistic horror of things that are happening to people in a way that is very believable. <laughs> and so you're set up for this, like, it's basically like if you're watching the first half of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then somehow Killer Clowns from Outer Space starts playing. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like it just it, but to a to a much lesser extent, but I mean it basically gets you into a world where these outrageous bizarre over the top characters are much more believable because you've already been in this world where you're kind of like, oh, God, that fucking head injury and falling into the water and those kind of things. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm watching Deliverance. Like, usually, then, exactly. Usually one of these movies would start, like, you know, they land on the island, and then you, you'll you see, like, somebody put a body on a hook or something, and he'll be watching him through the trees. Right. And, you know, it doesn't have any of those murder hooks. None of it. Like a normal slasher. Race. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. start with a, a hook kill. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yep. And that's awesome. And that's the cool that's, slow burn weird drama for forty minutes before that. Yeah. I am I'm starts. so surprised. I mean, I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a much more universally lauded movie than I think. But I mean, I watch a fuck ton of horror movies and this one was under my radar. I mean, I'd had two people tell me about it. But <laughs> I mean, like I just did not know that it was a thing. And I don't know, man. I don't know how I how I missed out on this. It, it, it's been a fa it's been a favorite of mine forever, and uh, it's also just a movie that I completely remember seeing this cover. I, I routinely went to four different video stores growing up, and everyone had this, and I just always remember the cover with the old people on it there. Oh like, yeah, that's a great cover. That just iconic, burned into my brain from wherever I go. Yeah. Those two American Gothic painting people are <laughs> staring at me with the screaming kids in the window behind them. Perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It's like it's almost like it's a parody of Flowers in the Attic, like mm -hmm. that, that that little cupola that's up there, and oh, then everybody yep. in it is going wah, and they're making wah! like goofy, scary faces, <laughs> as opposed to like the like Flowers in the Attic kids it's, going. It's, hmm. it's funny because I say like I remember this case as a, as a kid, but I never rented it probably until I was fourteen or fifteen, like in high school, when I actually rented it because it never really appealed to me that much because I was renting all the Chucky and the terror vision and all that shit with the, the goofy monsters and stuff like that. And just the movie with two old people on the cover. I was like, nah. <laughs> and I think that might be what happened to me as well, where I was like, Oh, it's just going to be one of these. Yeah. I don't care about like, old people. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I don't care about like a slow burn slasher. Like you could tell it was a slow burn slasher from the way that it was, that it was marketed essentially, mm -hmm. but it is definitely a whole other thing. Oh yeah. It is not, this is so its own its own movie. Um, so this is one of my favorites. I think Steiger probably improved a bunch of his own lines in this because he has some just glorious little moments. And this was one of my favorites where uh, he uh, he's talking to the guy about about the person, this fake guy who's gonna come down and and save them all. and mm -hmm. and finally, this dude is like bullshit. He, <laughs> this guy doesn't exist. Bullshit. And then he says, "Don't say bullshit. God will send an angel down to wash your mouth out with soap." <laughs> like, it says right in the good book, you don't say bullshit. 
the good the good book says don't say bullshit and also <laughs> that angels are there to wash out your mouth with soap. <laughs> I like the idea that this big spinning wheel of fire with a hundred eyes is gonna come down with a bar of soap to wash out your mouth. <laughs> um so they decide, fuck this, we're getting out of this house. Um mm-hmm. and we're gonna go back to to camping. It would be way better than having to deal with these weirdos. We could at least, you know, we can at least hang out with our friends and not have, you know, weird religious times. Yep. Um, and so Jeff's still not believing the, the, the dead baby story. Um, and, but they're like, they're having this conversation. She's like, ah, I saw it. I saw the dead baby. It was a the <laughs> mummified corpse of a baby. And he's like, I just don't believe you. And I think you're crazy. Let's yeah. make out. <laughs> which was the weirdest transition. It goes from dead baby talk to let's make out in a fucking heartbeat. Yep. Which... And, it, and it would almost make sense if you were just trying to cram boobs in for like a producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like get that. But there isn't. I mean, there's no, no sex scene. There's no, there's no point. Well, this, this is a weird transition. I mean, I, I appreciate it. But I thought that they were going to go a different route with this. Because they like... They set this thing up that it almost feels like the actor said, no dice, I'm not doing this next scene. Mm-hmm. Because the scene that probably was supposed to happen was that Fanny sexually assaults Jeff. Yep. Like, I mean, because she literally, like, in this scene, she's like, you know, I don't want you anymore. You, I, I want, want this guy. It. Now that yep. I'm seeing how excited they are about dead baby talking. Yeah. She's watching them through a peephole. And she's like, I want Jeff. And it's like, I'm going to go after him and stab him in the eye with a fucking knight. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like that's the purpose of what you wanted Jeff for. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, you wanted him as a doll. It is. Oh, yeah. Maybe that was maybe that was what that whole thing meant was I want this doll now. Really I'm seems like really you wanted upset. him for sex. <laughs> it, <laughs> there was definitely an implication that you wanted to go have sex with this guy, yep. but instead you're like, nope, that's what I want. I want to stab him in the eye with a, a knight with a javelin. So I wonder does. if there was I wonder if there was a scene where he she tries to yeah do I him think or anything and they I have a feeling there was that's what yeah. Could have yeah. just not worked. Could have been too weird. Not yeah. Just upset I mean, the flow. There, there's already enough things that are upsetting in this movie that are like <laughs> off kilter enough that you're like, oh boy, I don't think I need no, any more like emotionally grossing out moments in this movie. But I like how I like how everything is implied though, or not so much implied. I mean, obviously you, mm. obviously it does, but it doesn't show everything. You know what I mean? Like, and and I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think. Uh, yeah, a lot of the kills aren't even shown. It's all like aftermath gore, yeah. or like when when Teddy does his nasty deed. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all kind of off-screen implied. Yep. Which I think was good. You know, yeah. I I don't feel like that actress needed to be put through much more of what she was put through than what no. she had to endure already. I think that was probably yep. too much as it was. And right after that. Leave her alone. Yep. <laughs> Let her collect her paycheck and go home. Uh, but uh, so after uh, after this half stabbed body comes through the door, he he basically slams through the 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 uh, the door next to Ma, who's doing her knitting, 
and he's got blood coming out of his eye and he hits the ground and Ma stands up and says, Oh, these kids always leaving projects half finished or whatever she (laughs) says. They can never finish their chores. And so she takes her knitting needles and stings him and he's dead. Um, That's when you kind of realize everybody's in on it as if you didn't before, but now it's totally confirmed that, yeah, these kids aren't rogue agents. There. <laughs> yeah. It's a family affair. <laughs> it's a family affair. Just like Urkel. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was Matters. No, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what family affair was. Uh, <laughs> flowers in the attic. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. So where, where are we now? Uh, uh, okay, so we're now we've gone down to, to look for the plane. Some the remaining alive people. Uh, oh yeah. I can't remember if it's Cynthia or Lynn. One or, no, Lynn's dead. Uh, yeah. Terry, Terry is the only other survivor. Yeah. So, so one of the two of she. Uh, yeah, it's Terry. She goes and looks for the plane, and finds that it's missing. And so she's on her way back as Cynthia is on her way to the plane to try and meet up with her friends or see if there's anybody left, and. She meets her and says, oh, my God, plane's missing and Paul is hanged from a tree. So Lynn's hanged from a tree. Yeah. Lynn's hanged. Oh, right. Lynn's hanged from a tree. Paul's in the boat. Paul's in the boat. Yep. Paul's in the boat. (laughs) Paul's in the (laughs) boat. Hooper drives the boat. Um, So. Where the hell do you think they'd stash the plane? I don't know. Uh, Do you think they just untied it and floated out? Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now for some reason they brought the, they thought to bring the flare gun into the tent with them. So she has gone through the backpack. And so now Cynthia has got a flare gun, which is cool. I mean, if it was me in this situation and I'd just gone through all this shit, I'd probably just shoot it into their basement and hope that the fire that ravaged the Island (laughs) was going to bring the authorities, but you know, she goes a different route. Um, so Woody and Teddy show up in cowboy and Indian outfits and, uh, (laughs) and Woody just starts shooting him with the, uh, with his cap Cap guns. guns. (laughs) Obviously the inspiration for Woody from Toy Story is Michael J. Pollard in this movie. 100%. They totally Uh, ganked it. (laughs) And they say that they're going to die and there's no way they're going to get off the island and blah, 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 (laughs) you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, They, the two of them run, uh, Terry and Cynthia, and, but Fanny somehow is like right on their tails. So, uh, so Terry's like, fuck this. She grabs the flare gun and puts it to, to Fanny's head and is like, all right, you're coming with us. Get us off this fucking island. Shit gets real. (laughs) Yeah, she is. I got to say, uh, she's really good at taking hostages. Like mm-hmm. she is a fucking pro yeah. because she's like, she knows what to do. She's like giving them orders. She's like, you guys get out. We know where you are. You get behind me. You do this. Yep. And she's like, which is, Jeez, have you done this before? <laughs> it, it feels like she has taken <laughs> hostages before, um, which is they why are it's surprising. terrible people. So <laughs> they, <laughs> it might just make sense. Exactly. There's just a little missing part of this. Uh, yeah. So they go back to the house and they're holding the gun to, to Fanny's head. 
and saying, all right, Pa, take us out. Show us where a boat is or whatever. There's got to be a boat on this island. And he's like, I know where a boat is. I can take you there. Just, you know, just don't hurt my little girl. And so they do walk Ma and Pa out to this, out to this deserted beach area. And there is a boat out there. And she's like, I know that I know that Woody and what's his face are out there. Tell them to tell them to show themselves. And they do. And they, they pop up. up. <laughs> I so, love when they pop up. <laughs> I love how they pop up behind that log. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie is but when so they check good. out the boat. <laughs> yeah. But when they do check out the boat, they find out that Paul, the guy they left to watch the airplane inexplicably and didn't feed for days, uh, is dead. <laughs> he had starved to death, and then somebody put an axe in his head. Yep. <laughs> um, so, but he is there with an axe in his head. Uh, and so, this is, so she is cold as fucking ice. That's the thing, the only thing about this that kind of bothers me. I he wish loses it here. Yeah, she was like, just fucking ice cold. And, like, getting things done. And then she sees the body and she loses it. Like, you see a bunch one, of bodies. She has one bullet. God. Yeah. And you wasted it. And she wasted it. And it was, and it's like, just tell one of them at gunpoint to get the body out of the boat if you don't want to touch him. Yeah. Continue. Just hold your shit together for a minute. It felt, I gotta like, say, it felt forced for her yeah. to break at this moment considering the military precision that she had exhibited <laughs> up until this point with her kidnapping, like having her lose it right then. I was like, ah, that doesn't feel, that doesn't feel character yep. right, but whatever. What it happened, uh, <laughs> but she does, she loses it and then just shoots the fucking flare off somewhere into a tree stump. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you she know, shot it at them, but it didn't hit anybody. It just hit the big tree that was there. And, yeah, uh, so and then they, they book it into the woods. Yep. Their advantage is totally gone. Yep. Absolutely gone. And, uh, and then, so the kids ask Ma and Pa if they can quote unquote, play their game. Mm-hmm. And apparently their game involves pouring gasoline all over the corpse and while, the boat. While wearing hard hats. <laughs> while wearing, they have their, they have their safety gear on. So yep. they are safe. They push the boat out into the water and give him a Viking funeral. And the worst part of this thing is the engine explodes, which means there was gas in that fucking thing. And they literally had a motorboat that was totally functional. Oh, (laughs) brutal. That's rough. But to be fair, I think they both would have been insane by this point anyway. So it's probably fine. Um, The girls hide in like some sort of, I don't it's know. A big hollowed out tree. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, like a, some sort of thing by the, by the water somewhere. Yeah. Um, there's a, f- possibly a flashback here. I'm not a hundred percent sure. This scene was very confusing. We get a cut to Ma and Pa in the house talking about, oh, yeah. oh it was a very long day. Yep. What with the events of today? I'm really tired. And so you assume that they're talking about the events of today where these strangers came in, they murdered a bunch of them and there are mm-hmm. two of them that they're pursuing. But I get the feeling that this is a flashback to a long time ago to probably the events of the baby. Like like them because what the father says is that 
I he basically is giving the explanation as to why the kids are there yeah. and being treated like children with them for eternity essentially for like they're mm-hmm. never going to stop being kids with him and that I think that's I think that's what it is right I mean I don't think it is that day I thought it was it, it is very unclear now that you But why would I also thought that I also thought that he was talking about leaving the other kids to live there with him too the ones that landed on the island but that doesn't make any sense if he's trying no. to fill them all. Yeah. He was he was definitely talking about his kids. He was saying, I don't want them contaminated by the outside world. Yep. And so uh. they need to stay here with us forever. Mm-hmm. And so it, that feels like like going backwards in time to when they were children and saying, we're going to treat these... Like basically saying that that they aren't stunted, that they were forced to be stunted. That basically... Mm. The parents had driven them insane, that they yep. had become what they are because the parents had said, no, you're still 11 years old. <laughs> and, you know, it's always your fucking 11th birthday. You <laughs> know, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, every year it's your it's your it's your 12th birthday. <laughs> you know, six years from now, it's your other 12th birthday. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I yeah, I, I don't I, I, I wonder if this I wonder if this Blu-ray does have commentary because it is something I'd love to love to check yeah. out. I would I would like to know more about. I this. like this if movie I, enough to buy it. Yeah, I I do too. If I had known that this movie was what it is, I I think I probably would have bought a Blu-ray of it. Yep. Um. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So. Uh. Yeah. So I think Cynthia's having flashbacks to everybody's murder while she's sleeping. Yep. And then she wakes up with a start, and uh, and Terry's like, I hear a radio. Which. I mean, guys, you brought a radio. You brought a radio. You brought, you brought a boombox. You brought a <laughs> fucking radio with you. It's like, they wouldn't have a radio on this island. Yeah, I know, but you, you did. You brought one. <laughs> so they raided your shit and got a fucking radio. Yep, and they're I luring mean, okay. you out with it. But there is a chance that in the in the stress and confusion of everything, yeah, you I mean, forget about that shit. I have I have never been hunted for sport on an island, so I do it's not, not know that what this is like. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that the times that you had been hunted for sport on yeah. an island, by uh, I, made, I made it out. Of, I made it out all four times. I mean, what the hell? Exactly. You're, doing, you're four for four. Four for four. You know what? I say I say go for the next one. It's worth it. Yeah, happens about every five game. years. So I think I'm just about to do. Perfect. Uh, okay, so. They do run to this thing. They find this other this other cabin for some reason. Yeah, um, I want to know who don't, house this is. I want to <laughs> know more about the other cabin. It it feels it feels weird that it's like nobody lives here except for the two people yep. that live here and maybe somebody else and, some, and this other yeah. house. <laughs> I want to know more. Uh, but they go in and then oh, there's one of their dead friends and Teddy. Mm-hmm. So Teddy Teddy's reveal here is great. He's just got that such a <laughs> such a stupid evil face to him when he pops out. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, he's a, a gleefully, like, just evil kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is a great character moment for both of them because Terry runs. She's like, fuck this. I'm going. And Cynthia is standing with Fanny, and she has given up. She has mm-hmm. let it go. It's like, she's done. She's fucking yep. done. 
I'm with this family now. <laughs> yep. I mean, you don't really realize that that was the decision she made. Yep. It feels more like she's like, oh, they want to kill me. Cool. Yep. Fuck it. Great. Yeah. Please do. Yep. I would be, at this point, please just fucking kill me. Uh, and so that's her, that's her thing. Teddy runs after her, breaks her neck, and then probably has sex with her corpse. Oh, he totally has, he totally (laughs) has sex with her corpse. I mean, he rips her underwear off and Woody goes, I'm going to tell Pa. (laughs) Yep. Like, like as if he's done this before and he's going to get (laughs) in trouble for it again. And so everybody, every, there's a a creepy scene, but again, like, yeah, there's a what? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Cut it out for a second. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, like this movie could be crass, you know what I mean, and just show the yeah. act. But you're just like, uh, you see, you see where it's going. I think it's so much more effective that you see where yes. it's going. You see Woody going like, I'm gonna tell Pa, and Woody runs away, and and see, yep. and that walk much of better. shame that they give Teddy when he comes walking up to the house and they're all standing there at the porch. I, I love so the tribunal and, of everybody that's like, yeah, 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 boy. Yeah. What have we told you about the way you got to kill people? It's different than this. You're not killing people right. Uh, yeah. And so it's very, it's very enjoyable. Cynthia is completely catatonic while she watches Rod Steiger beat the shit out of Teddy with a big stick. And but this like, is where she starts coming around, too. Then she, she starts, starts coming around and she starts smiling. In the name of and, God. In the name of God. In the and name she of starts, God. Everyone's praying and she starts praying, too. And that's yep. when you're like, oh, shit. She's joined the family. She's yep. she's straight in now, and she's legit mental. Um, and then we cut inside, and she is dressed up just like Fanny. She's got the same outfit on. It's so cool. Like, it's it's great. It's so good. Um, they're having it's it's you know it's Fanny's twelfth birthday, so yeah. they're having they're having a twelfth birthday party, and uh, and this time. Cynthia is finally a member of the Clean Plate Club, which I think is a great character arc for her. She finally eats all of her cake and uh, and can join finally the join clean the Clean Plate, plate Club. <laughs> uh, but they have a surprise for Cynthia. The family, it's, you know what? It's It may be Fanny's birthday, but they have a surprise present for the new family member, and it's in the basement, and it's just mm. like, we're very exciting. We're very excited by all of this. So we go downstairs. Hey, look, it's all of her friends. They're like big dolls, <laughs> says Fanny. <laughs> it's, it's Fanny's big doll room <laughs> yep. where they've got everybody that's died so far, plus, I don't know, four or five other bodies. They start explaining. Yep. A, a do- one of them was a doctor, right? A doctor that came out for Fanny. I think it was a oh, doctor that came out to deliver the baby. Probably and I think they mentioned, mentioned something right. about that. That yep. sounds right. And the other one we was like, the, the, yeah, the, the fishermen and whatever else. Yeah. Yep. So everybody who's ever visited the island has been murdered by, <laughs> by this family, which is great. Um, and so we leave, we leave the room full of corpses and go back up to Fanny's room where she's, you know, they're playing with her. They're playing with her dead baby. And so <laughs> they, we start seeing some some similarities here when she starts drawing a bath for her dead baby, which is a starting fake to. Bath. Yep, it's starting a to fake set bath off some, with real sound effects, which is cool. <laughs> starting to set like off Fanny, some alarm like, bells. Fanny pretends to open the faucet. <laughs> that was really neat. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, Cynthia starts getting considerably triggered by this, as you might imagine, and screams, put my baby down! And they rip the baby in half. They, they wrestle, they tug over the baby. <laughs> so, so they rip the baby in half. And so then if you ever Cynthia... want to watch a movie where they play tug of war with a dead baby, American <laughs> Gothic is for you. <laughs> sure is. And then Cynthia is not pleased with this, and she grabs the, the basin that the fake bath was going to be in and beats Fanny's skull to a bloody pulp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is quite quite enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> and this, then I do Paul, have a complaint. I do have a complaint about this scene, though. It's such a bummer. Uh, just continuity. At when he, she first, I don't know if you noticed, when she first hits Fanny with the bassinet, it breaks. Her head goes right through the bottom. And then subsequently, when she's hitting her later on, it's sealed again. Then you see another shot of her head going through the bottom, sealed. I'm just like, oh, oh just, I totally it ru- missed it ruins that. Such a, it ruins such oh. a perfect perfect kill. Yeah, That's too bad. Uh, totally I'm not going to hold that. it against it. But, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where they probably did not have the budget to go through and clean yeah. her up and start over. And yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But regardless, this is where the movie kicks into... Uh, revenge. revenge revenge territory uh or just crazy woman territory like because <laughs> yeah. it's not like uh she definitely doesn't kill everybody with intent to run away uh as we know but no she, she starts uh going on a tear <laughs> no she's just she's just bloodthirsty at this point yep. so uh so basically pollard shows up he finds fanny he finds her body and then he's like oh shit gonna go tell ma and pa and turns around and then <laughs> Eyeball torture gets that, a uh, gets that same that same oh, night with the lance goes straight through his eyeball. Always He's a, dead. Always a pet peeve of mine when uh, there's two deaths with the same object in one movie. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it works and it's there, but it's just like we already saw a dude get stabbed with that same horse statue. Like I agree, but when it when it's something where it's a revenge kill and mm-hmm. they use the same implement that somebody they knew got, yep. you know, like. It becomes one of those like I don't know. It's a it's an eye for an eye, literally. Yeah. You know, like one of them gets an eye poked out, the other one gets an eye poked out. It's a Bible thing. Yeah. Um, As the good fancy. book says, you grab your horse statue and you stab your fake brother. That's that's the book. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I remember that book. So uh, Teddy's hanging out with Ma on the porch and Ma says, go in and get me whatever, some sort of yarn. <laughs> and so Teddy goes in to get yarn and, uh, and Cynthia is somehow outside and grabs Ma's knitting needles out of her hand and stabs her to death as well. And her face when she does this is fantastic. <laughs> it is. It is. He's got such a craze ball face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She hit, she hid behind wow. the door. She hid behind the door when Teddy ran into the house. That's where she came. Oh, okay. Yep. All then right. she pops out, grabs the knitting needle, swims around with her crazy face, and just yep, ices her. <laughs> Goes back yep. inside, grabs a sickle, this like cool ass looking old uh, like hand scythe kind of thing, yeah. and then does that. And then when Teddy finds the bomb, she just pops up there and goes, "Naughty Teddy!" <laughs> 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 yeah. So she's she is clearly just like. So far beyond gone. <laughs> and and like, can I just mention, this all happens within like five minutes. 
Yeah. Within five yeah, minutes, we, lo- we, lo- we lose Teddy, we lose Woody, we lose Fanny, we lose the mom. Like, she's just a fucking murder machine. <laughs> right. So here's what I think. If mm-hmm. maybe it's just me, but I think that this was a reshoot. This is yeah. my opinion. I think that maybe it went through a test screening and people were like, I'm not happy that this family is still alive. You know, I, I hate the idea because I think the ending of this movie was just her being like, I'm a member of the family now and I'm in a dress and it's and like she's at the she's at the birthday party and maybe the, you know, so the camera just so. leaves because it feels like this is so fast. I don't know. It doesn't feel like this was the ending they intended. I think like it was. I don't like, think they... I want I want more murder. But yeah, it could be wrong, but so how it feels I think to this me. is how it, I think this is how it was intended. It's too Really? It's too cool. I think I think I think it moves faster than it was originally intended. Mm. I bet I bet it's they so I, fast. It's so fast. I bet they trimmed it down though. I bet I bet they had had like a kind of uh, you know, stalking kind of thing going on and yeah. it's probably like an extra 10 minutes but but when you drag a movie like this out past the 90 minute mark it really starts to people yeah, have you know I I, for me for me too I, I when i watch a slasher movie i want 90 minutes in and out i don't want to sit there for two hours yeah. you know yeah, and i bet I, I bet i bet this movie might have been more ambitious like that like that other scene that you proposed as a flashback yeah could have been a part of a much longer series of flashbacks that maybe just got iced because like this thing was pushing two hours right like, Yep. yep, that sounds that all of that does sound very likely. Uh, okay, so everybody's dead except for Pa at this point, right? Yeah, so he's out. He's out hunting. I take he it. Was he, out, come, he, he comes was back out with a gun. Yep. He comes back. He's holding a gun and a dead rabbit. So he walks back to the house. He sees Ma dead, and he's like, "Oh shit, Ma's dead." Goes down, goes down he to Fanny's dead. room. Yep. Sees that Teddy's dead. So he knows now that everybody, his whole family, is dead. And, and uh, crazy woman, uh, Cynthia there is faking her own death at this point. When the dad walks in, he sees Fanny and Woody dead, and she's also laying face down on the bed as if she got killed, too. Oh. Um, which is kind of weird, because, like, who the hell is she fooling? There's nobody else there. Like, who would have killed her? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, Unless she <laughs> killed herself. Yeah. Uh, either way. So she's hiding and, like, almost planning to... It was cool. I like it. I didn't notice that either. So that's that is super cool. Um, yep. So he's basically wandering around, completely shell shocked. He's just kind of like looking around. He puts his gun against the against the wall. He's just like, fuck everything. Um, you know, he's he literally walks outside to yell at God. He has a moment where he's just like, he's so angry. He screams. He's sitting in a chair and he does that fucking Rod Steiger being crazy scream and then goes outside and he's like, God, I need to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> just, just, are you free for just a minute? <laughs> just if I can get a second of your time. I would like to relinquish my soul from your from your grasp and ah. give it to Satan if that would be if yeah. that would be okay with you I, I, at this I love juncture. It. Like, I did I did everything. I did everything <laughs> you told. I lived by your what fucking book are you luring people to an island and killing them? Oh, <laughs> uh, it would it would be great if it was like Beezus and Ramona or something. Like, he's got like, <laughs> he's got like a curious George book. Yeah. Like, I lived by the word of God. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he's like, why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah, why in the world would God have forsaken you at this fucking point? What? Yeah. 
what things have you done that might have been in some of those commandments that he wasn't stoked about? I, I didn't um, use electricity, God. That, that's part of your that was one right? of the That was one of the commandments, right? No electricity? No, uh, no contraption usage? <laughs> yeah, there's no electricity, no contraptions, no gasoline. Lie about the guy who comes in to bring your supplies. These are all part of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Got it all. Uh, so... He basically, he literally says, I'm like, I renounce God and I'm giving my soul to Satan. (laughs) (laughs) And just just as he renounces God and gives his soul to Satan, he gets shot clean in the back with his own shotgun. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And she's just standing behind him. It's a beautiful, I mean, that line is so crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. That like the the I give my soul to Satan line. See how you forsake me. I'm just gonna go to hell now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really it's like if you go to Subway and it's like, sorry, we're out of Swiss cheese. Fine, I'll take feces. You could have American cheese. No, No, put actual human (laughs) shit on it. Because I renounce God. <laughs> I renounce Subway sandwiches. Uh, yeah, and so uh, so she kills him, and now she's the only one left alive. And if you were worried that there was a happy ending to this and that she was going to walk away unscathed, don't you worry. She's back up in Fanny's room, rocking the cradle with a dead baby in it, singing a song. <laughs> so. And then, and then I, I don't know if this is symbolic or just a cool shot but the camera kind of pans down you know and you see her through the bars of a chair yes kind of like makes prison prison bars yep like as if she's kind of like imprisoned here on this island forever right yeah i that was that had to be intentional uh, yeah no nobody yeah so what's she gonna do (laughs) she's gonna become a fucking feral monster woman you know, she's going to be, like, hunting down rabbits and eating them raw. Which, you know, is also a pretty cool story. I mean, there's Wait. definitely sequel potential in her. I was going to say, it would be cool if there was a sequel where, where a rescue team was dispatched to go find her. And, <laughs> she's, like her and she takes sin, them all out. crazy the island now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, what a what a magical crazy movie. And like we were saying before, you know one of these people now maybe we can get some of our answers. Maybe yep. we could either just ask them on the web or mm-hmm. we could also maybe do an interview. Uh maybe ask her if she'd be interested in talking about the movie. Yeah. I I'd love to I'd love to do a little Zoom thing. I mean, everybody's stuck in their damn house now and can't do anything. Yep. It would be a perfect time to be like, oh, hey, you know, nobody's shooting anything. She's clearly uh, she has her own production company. She writes movies. She does all sorts of production kind of stuff. So most almost all production in Hollywood is shut down right now. So she's probably on a (laughs) on a forced hiatus. She may have some time to talk about something like this. Yeah. Something that would be otherwise maybe a a silly waste of time might actually be something you'd be into. When I was looking through her Insta, too, she had a picture of American Gothic, just like a few pictures down. Like, uh, it's obviously not like one of those things where, like, I'm ashamed of being in this horror movie back in the day. Like, she's about it. So, she seemed about it to even comment on it. 
wasn't like, oh, yeah. fuck, people are still watching this. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because she is like, she's apparently very, like, if you know soap operas, she's apparently someone who is like a classic soap opera character, two different classic soap opera characters. I, Obviously, I don't, I I don't, don't know, know a soap damn opera. thing about soap operas. <laughs> you know more like, than I just did. <laughs> like when I, when I looked her up, they were talking about, she's, she's notorious because she's had two of the the worst like hosings of any characters. She was on two separate soap operas and like she had a very popular character that they just killed off like with no warning and gotcha. in two different roles, which is kind of unheard of, which definitely would probably inspire me to make my own production company and be like, screw you guys. Not dying again. <laughs> my own doing, turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get a surprise note that your character dies today. And so you're like, oh, cool. And my health care is going to expire in 25 minutes. Thanks, dicks. Um, yeah. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's got to be a bummer. But yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk to her and see if we can. Let's see if we can get oh. an interview with her about this thing. That'd be yep. super fun. I mean, just a little a little zoom thing. Be like, hey, 20 minutes. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. All right. <laughs> so uh, any any final thoughts? That was American Gothic. I'm glad we did it. I, uh, super fun. All right. Also, uh, yeah, I was um, uh, on the Rude Horror podcast last week. If anybody wants to hear me talk about uh, Uncle Sam, I'm, I'm hanging out with Marcus and discussing that movie, and we had a blast doing that. So that's the Rude Horror podcast. Uh, great friend of this podcast. Yeah. Great dude. Um, I think that's pretty much all I've got to promote right now. <laughs> nice. Um, well, that's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, we've got, uh, all sorts of things on our website. Go to coastcitycomics.com, buy yeah. things from our site, because that's all I'm doing right now. <laughs> we got no, nobody coming into the store. Cool uh, check us out. <laughs> And there are lots of very cool things. And check us out on Instagram at Coast City Comics and at Funbox and Monster I am Podcast. And, and those are all the things. Um, I cut off my my fucking dialogue here at some point, so we'll see what I just fucked up on my on my end here. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, cool. Added in, like awesome. add in like a uh, answering machine robot, like a cut in afterwards. I, and you can <laughs> go to CoastCityComics.com and buy lots of cool stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, cut out my oh, voice. So I'm not sure how that's gonna sit. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be terrible. Uh, anyway, awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. Yep. It was great, and uh, and pleasure. I'll see you next week. Pages. Awesome, man. See ya. Cool, dude. Have a good night. You too.